Hey everyone, thanks for joining our show today. I just wanted to take a moment and say that I have a special announcement to make. I'm proud to say that our show is now sponsored by Patriot Mobile. Yes, it is. It is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Patriot Mobile is a company that shares our values and supports the causes that we care about, such as honoring our veterans, which you know is near and dear to my heart, helping first responders, and defending our constitutional rights. For me to learn more about Patriot Mobile and their amazing offers, you can visit my website that is with them. It is patriotmobile.com forward slash graceful. Or you can call them. And don't forget to mention this show, Graceful. When you sign up, you'll get a special discount. They'll remove the activation fee from the bill right off the bat. So check us out and remember to put in the code GRACEFUL. Now, let's get it back to today's topic. Hey, welcome to the Graceful Warriors podcast. This is where faith meets fortitude. I'm your host, Monica, and I'm here to walk this journey of life with you. But hello, we have to do it one step at a time. So I am inviting you to join me as we explore the art of gracefully navigating the challenges of this world while staying true to our beliefs and embracing that warrior within. God is calling the body of Christ to rise up. So if you are ready to rise higher and embrace his light, well then warrior, this podcast is for you. Grab your sword and let's dive in. Well, hello, graceful warriors. Welcome to the podcast. I'm glad you're here this Wednesday morning. And um, as you can see, I have, for those that have the video option, I have painted my office. So I know I announced it. I'm trying to show a little bit, moving the camera around. Um, let me move this out the way. Um, hopefully you can see just a little bit. I've kind of... I've done some, done some paint. I've done some work. So I am at my office today and um, I hope, how has your week, first of all, been going? Mine's been going good. I've had a lot on my mind. The Lord has just been really bringing up a lot of cool thoughts and examples of today's Bible study. And, you know, I was looking on the um you can look up when google and you can look up things where it says you know that people search out uh certain topics for bible study and stuff like that and um and a lot of them are practical living things in our christian life and um so i was like okay how do i do that in a way that sounds awesome, right? You know, you're just like practical living for Christian living. And and you kind of like everybody says that, right? But so I decided to title this one, Searching for the Victorious Christian Life. And I thought that that, hmm, I'm hoping that that inspired 
searching out, right? <laughs> so my hair is like blah today, guys. Oops, my hair is like blah today. Um, I showered and I didn't curl it and I ran and did errands and I just put stuff in it today. So for those that are watching this video, you are seeing the real raw Monica. <laughs> so, um, so other than that, I hope everybody's week has been going by. Um, House cleaning announcements. Um, I talked about Captivate. We are putting um, tiers on there. There was um, three slots available. I haven't checked it today. I have been out of the office all day with my husband, had to run errands with him, and then getting back in the office now, five o'clock to record. So um, I have been out. But what I did see was that Mayorkas survived impeachment and you're like, oh my goodness, but take heart. That's why this is called searching for the victorious Christian life. And the Lord is just giving me this. So, you know, that's why there is victory in Jesus. You know, nobody gets out of doing unlawful things. You know, God is always about following the law, even man's law. That's why he told the disciples, give to Caesar what is Caesar, give to the Lord's what is the Lord's. Still the same thing. If Caesar says this, you do it, unless it goes against God's word. But um, um, these guys will not go without, they think that they can, that nothing can happen to them. They think, see, I, I don't have to worry about it. I didn't get impeached. We can keep on doing whatever we want, you know, but the Lord, he is God, and the Lord is the one that says nobody gets away with anything on his earth because they are in his mighty hand, right? So, you know, take heart. Um, don't be discouraged about what we see on the news. Keep your eyes set on the Lord, all right? So with that, we have all of that. There's the tears. Did I get off its topic? Oh my goodness. There is the tears that you can sign up on Captivate. And right now there's three tiers. We are working on a fourth tier that's going to give you a lot of things, even to the point of possibly um, private message from me, possibly a private study. You know, we're just throwing out all kinds of options and stuff like that to get ready for a fourth tier and it's just a matter of what and and everything around it right so we're looking at that and then you guys um i was able i think i put it on one of the trailers but i thought i would just announce it here um guys and gals warriors of god i need to start just calling you warriors instead of guys and gals right a warrior a warrior that sounds better. Uh, pray for me this next two weeks. I am going to be speaking at a church here in my town um, that I've been visiting, going to, and they've asked me to give my testimony, which is an awesome, awesome thing. I'm really excited for it. And um, But I want the Lord to take over, speak what I'm supposed to speak you know, as the Holy Spirit leads that. So pray for me. Um, I've been praying about it. Um, I am uh, I'm going to learn how to fast over this because I've never fasted before. And well, like for medical things, yes. But 
testing for this. I've never done that before. So this, this is going to be totally new. So pray about that. If you have some things about fasting, what's the easy way, beginner's way, hey, email them to me at warriorsofgod70 at gmail.com. All right. So I need some help. Send me some tips. And and then uh, this Friday, we do have part one of Dreams and Interpretation coming out this Friday. And I'm so excited for that. It's going to be an amazing, amazing time sitting down with Amber. She's a great bubbly gal that's just so hungry for the Lord. So that is coming out this Friday. So we are up and running on uh, Coffee Break with God. Um, and then while you guys get that story out, I will be recording on Friday, Erin Dooley, who is the gal that walked 500 miles through Spain, right? <laughs> and uh, so a lot of recordings getting ready to start coming on. And here's what I need some input from all of you. I intentionally set up Coffee Break with God as a winter thing, a seasonal thing. Um, just to give everybody something extra to listen to since we're all indoors with the snow. Well, now that the snow is going away, we're getting ready to go into spring. And I'm kind of like, do I keep this going? Because you guys seem to love these stories. And um, which requires me to search out more um, guests. So that's why I've been saying, hey. If you have a story that you would like to come and share with the podcast, with the listeners, um, to email me at warriorsofgod70 at gmail. Let's um, send me a bio, send me your, you know, a short description of your story. And maybe you can be the one um, on this podcast sharing your story as well. If you know anybody, you know, talk to them and say, hey, I know the perfect spot to get your story out. It has helped a lot of people. Um, for example, uh, we had the gal from Florida. Remember um, Danny or Danielle? And she talked about the prison system. Well, one of my followers on uh, Twitter came and he was like, wow, I didn't know about this story. He ended up hooking up with her. She is now trying to get it approved for him to come in and talk to the guys in the prison system. And he's donating 20 books uh, to the prison system for these guys to read about his life, his testimony and everything like that. So the podcast is doing great, great things in other people's lives. And then do you all remember uh, Lakeisha, how she came on the show? She was looking for love in all the wrong places, right? And um, she talked about how her mom was murdered and um, nobody. She went in the military. She was our Navy vet sister. Well, I knew that God was going to be doing something great in her life. And guess what? It came to fruition. She is now um, podcasting on her own now. She's running her own podcast. And she's even asked me to be a guest. I'm getting ready to go on her show next Saturday to record my testimony for her. And so God is just doing a lot of things through this podcast. So uh, it's really, really awesome to see 
guests coming in and things going out and people meeting up and, you know, and that's what it is, is podcasting is about getting people together, the communication, allowing them to search out the people or the places to move forward in God's kingdom. So it's an amazing thing. Um, and your support helps make the Graceful Warrior podcast possible. So that's why I've been asking for um, if you could donate, if you can give a tip, anything that'll help get everything going, keep production going in this podcast would be greatly appreciated. And you're like, well, how do I go and do that? Well, um, in my show notes, there's a link in there. You can click on that link and it'll take you directly to the page. Um, and it's through Stripe. It's a secure way, a secure transaction. Um, you get a receipt, everything. Um, you can use it for your taxes, whatever, and it will go back into this show. It helps with all the software for recording. Um, just, just every, everything that I use to make this podcast possible, this, um, this streaming, um, stream yard, um, costs $240 for the year in order to record. So, so there's money going out right there just to record this for you. All right. So, um, if you can help, I would be thankful and, um, Ask that the Lord would bless you in doing that. All right. So searching for the victorious Christian life. Let's get into this study. It was, it was interesting as I started looking at it and I was like, well, how does this pertain to me? How does, how does the victorious life, how do I think as far as the victorious life? What is it? And for me, it is walking by faith in every single moment. And it is spending, ultimately, this is just my personal answer, and then we're going to get to the biblical stuff. Uh, this is, for me, walking by faith, developing a personal relationship with the Lord, seeking him out, getting in his word, having that prayer time with the Lord, and then even on top of that, it's going to the Lord for any and everything. There's like nothing too small. It's like if you ever have a bad day and you just call up your friend, you're like, look, I got a vent. You can't talk to your wife. You can't talk to your husband. And so you pick up the phone, you call your best friend and you're like, I've had a terrible day and you just vent, right? It's like that with the Lord. It's talking to him about those things in your day where you're just like, Lord, you know, I need to vent. I don't know why this happened today. I don't know what I did wrong. Or, you know, you saw that I did all the right things, you know, whatever it is, it's those personal little moments where you could just tell the Lord any and everything. And the best part is, is that God doesn't tell anybody it, there's trust there, ultimate trust that no matter what you say to him, he's not going to go down and go tell Michael, the archangel angel going, you know what? So I have this woman that prayed to me this morning and said this, you know, he's not going to be throwing all of your 
moments of just heartache or happiness or hurt or those moments where you figure out that you're wrong, he's not going to tell anybody. He's going to hear you and he's going to deal with your heart and, and, and just bless you and sometimes just hug you because that's what you need. And so for me, it is the victorious life is the life lived um, moment by moment in faith, knowing that God is going to listen to you, knowing that God is there for you, that he never leaves you nor forsakes you. And as each moment or situation that goes by and you end up coming out of it like unscathed and, un, you know, not even burned, not even a hair on your head burned. You know, you may have gotten upset. You may have gotten your feelings hurt, but you're still standing. And then the end result, you're like, well, I didn't see that happening that way. You know, it's, it's, it's like that right there builds the faith that helps you get from moment to moment, to get to the next moment in life, to know that um, that God was with you in that. So guess what? God is going to be with you in the next moment and the next and the next. And so then you start looking at it going, well, if he was with me right there and I came out well, he's going to be with me here, you know? And so it's building. He's building that faith as you step out. And so I wanted to look at, let's go over to, um, I have my Bible and I'm actually looking at the King James Version. And later on, I want to read something to you um, in the New Living Translation that I was like, wow, this just, I, I just absolutely loved it. All right. So let me just say that. So if you have your Bibles or if you're just listening as you're driving, great. Um, but I am on my way to um, Hebrews. And I'm going to Hebrews chapter uh, 11. And um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, actually the apostle. Um, let me see. Here we are. Hebrews chapter 11. And if you know your word of, the word of God, you know where I'm going. We're going to the faith chapter, right? But here's what I want to say is that we'll read a couple of these, not the entire thing, but all of these people, they had to step out just like we do in those moment by moment scenarios, you know? And here's one thing is that a lot of people look at the Old Testament as God was like slamming you know, down on sin and the sacrifice and, and you must obey and you must follow and you must, 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 right? And that he was like that type God. But I actually was listening to a, a Bible study and they said completely the opposite. And I had to stop and think about that. And they were saying, you know, that is the Old Testament was where God came and spoke he he spoke to the to these heroes of the bible he was showing love he was he did not want sin no he hated sin he was trying to tell them look you cannot be in my presence 
in sin, you know, but man, I just, the way they explained it, and I'm not doing it any justice, but the way he explained it, it was just amazing. I was like, wow, that's so true. So let's read a little bit of Hebrews um, chapter 11. And we know what faith is. In verse one, it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. Verse three, by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. God was invisible when he made everything. He's spirit, so he just spoke it and there it was, right? So um, let's go down to verse seven. By faith, Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an art for the saving of his household by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. So when, when God told Noah that he was going to destroy the earth through rain, back then they didn't know what rain was. God watered the earth from the ground up, you know, so they didn't know what rain was. And it says that Noah was divinely warned of things not yet seen. They had not seen rain. And then he God moved him with a godly fear, like, oh no, you know, God, all the, the almighty God is angry at what's going down below. And I've got to build a boat to get in to survive his anger, right? The, the godly fear, but he was righteous. We know that. All right. So he prepared the ark, saving his household and he condemned the world. It says he condemned the world. So many people says, say, oh, don't judge the world or you're going to be judged. Don't judge me or you're going to be judged. But it says that Noah condemned the world and that he became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. Wow. Big difference, huh? All right. So then we know by faith, verse eight, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. How, how would we, like, when I think about that, if I told you, listener, Joe, Susie, Mary, you know, whatever your name is, pack up, I'll be here in the morning, and we're going to go. You would be like, where are we going? How long are we going? What do I need? Winter clothes? Shorts? You know, what do I need? I would say, you're just going to go. We are so much like that. And that's, I think, a problem that I see in, in even in the body of Christ. You see it in the church where you're just like, when somebody says go, or the Lord, let's say the Lord says go, let me take that back. When the Lord says go, you're like, go where? Where am I going? What am I doing? How long am I going? Um, how far do I have to go? What do I need to take? When am I going to be back? How much money do I need? And the list goes on and on and on. But Abraham never did that. It says he just packed up not knowing where he was going. So, and this was interesting, is that when there was um, 
when we had a Bible study um, on Thursday nights or with the ladies groups, Thursday mornings with the ladies group, and we're studying in Genesis right now, and we talked about um, Abram before he became Abraham. And it was interesting to know that it said that he just, he went not knowing where he was going. So the fact that Abraham and Noah, they knew God's voice meant that they had to have a relationship with the Lord God Almighty to hear him speak to them about going or doing. And sometimes with our faith, it is a matter of just obeying, go or build, go or do. Don't worry about anything else. I just need you to do what I ask you to do, to obey me and trust me, have faith in me that what I am doing, that you trust me. And it's, it's that difficult for believers to do. But if you want to live the victorious Christian life, we must learn to obey whatever the Lord says. If he says, go speak to that person, go say sorry to that person, go, um, go build, step into the ministry, go talk to that young lady, go talk to that man, you know, pray about this, fast about this, just be obedient and walk in faith moment by moment. The victorious life is a life lived by faith in a moment by moment, surrender to God. Make sense? All right. So let me end um, point number one on 1 John um, chapter 5, and it's verse uh, 4 through 5, as I believe it is. And it says, and I'm reading from the King James Version. So whatever you have, if that's what you use, um, stick with it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? I had a lot of listeners that they're like, well, you're using this and you're using that. And it was like, well, no, use what speaks to you. If you learn from the NIV right now, then use the NIV. Line it up with the King James Version. Is it saying, did it cut out words? Make sure that it is lining up, you know? And um, so use what you use and don't let anybody detour you from the word of God. Don't let anybody tell you, you need to be adding Enoch. You need to be adding this. You need to be taking away that. God says, whoever adds to this or takes away, he's going to deal with. These are God's words. Prophets cannot even add words or subtract words when they speak for the Lord. So do you think that we're, we should be taking away from God's word? No. Adding to it? No. All right. All right. Side note. Back on the field, Monica. All right. So 1 John 5, verse 4 through 5 says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. You automatically overcome the world just by your belief in Jesus. But it is standing up by faith in those moment-to-moment -moment things, in those everyday things, those practical things. How everybody says, I'm looking for practical Christian living. Practical is faith. 
stand in your faith and saying, Lord, I know what your word says. And I'm going to stand on the promises that you said that whatever we ask in your name, it will be done according to his will, right? Don't go asking for a Ferrari right now. It ain't in his will. <laughs> All right. Okay. So number two, the victorious life is a life lived in triumph over everything in the world. And just like we just read, it has, we have overcome the world in first John, but hold up. Here's my point. We must also not conform to the patterns of this world in order to live a victorious Christian life. And you're like, what do you mean by that? Just because the world says it's okay to do it, doesn't make it good to do it anyway. You know, just because, I mean, the world is saying out there, hey, love is love. You know, hey, it's okay to beat up some uh, some elderly person on the street. It's okay to come up and just cap somebody in the head on the street. You know, and, and they're getting away with it right now, right, that we see on the news. But what we are told on the news is not always the truth. We know that, right? So I want to read to you um, Romans 12.2. And Romans talks about um, living sacrifices that is holy and pleasing to the Lord. And it was interesting. I was sitting here doing this study as a side note. I was doing this study and I was like, oh my gosh, what is that verse? I know this verse that goes to this exact point I'm trying to make. And I was thinking at the same time, I'm sitting at home and I'm watching um, one of my favorite pastors. And I'm sitting there going, what is that verse about, about changing our mind, renewing our mind? And the next thing you know, they say it in their Bible study. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You know, Romans 12, too. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I think you want me to share Romans 12 too. It was like, thanks, Lord. You know, moments like that, standing and going, wow, Lord, look how personal that was. I was watching a Bible study on TV and the Lord helped me with that exact point because I could not remember the scripture. I could have grabbed my, my um, Bible, my concordance, my phone and Googled it. But I was like sitting there going, what is that verse? What is that verse? And typing up all my, all my notes that I have here. And it was just like, wow, Lord, thank you. Thank you for that. You know, and it's kind of like, as one of my friends says um, on that listens to the podcast, he says, it's a God wink, Monica. And so it is, it's a God wink. It's kind of like, here you go. There's your reference. And uh, so I just thought that was amazing. I thought I was like, that just blessed my heart that the Lord brought it up. So um, let's read it since I've already said it. Let's read it. And it's Romans 12, um, verse 2. And it says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So living a victorious Christian life 
is always renewing our mind. If you remember, we had um, Dr. Karen Lydell um, on the show, and she talked about renewing your mind um, in the Lord all the time. And um, it's important to renew our mind in the Lord. And guess what? We'll get caught up in things of the flesh, of the earthly man, this, this flesh that gets us in trouble, that starts going, I don't want to pray. I don't want to read. I want to go play a game. I want to get on my phone. I want to get on the internet. I want to watch a movie. You know, our flesh doesn't want to come into obedience with Almighty God. And if we don't renew our minds in the Word of God and fill our spirits so much with the Word of God that it will outdo our flesh, that our spirit will become hungry and it will cry louder than our body going, I need the word of God. I need the word of God. I need that word of God to get through the day. And you were like, okay, here's the word of God. And you'll feed it the word of God. And as we feed our spirit, the word of God, then our flesh more comes down more, more, more until we bring it into obedience with Christ. Now, will it stay there? No. Because it likes to rear its head every day at every opportunity. So how do you live the victorious life? Renew your mind every day in the word. If you're like, Monica, I don't have time to get in the word. I have time just to turn the lights off and kiss my husband goodnight and go to bed. Well, you know what? Hold, hold up on the kiss then. Take two minutes. Read the word. Go kiss your hubby goodnight, lay down, and think about that as you drift off to sleep. Think about it every day, that verse when you get up in the morning and start getting ready to work and you're slapping on lipstick and throwing on your fake eyelashes and doing your hair and everything else. I know what it's like to get up and go to work every day. I did it, you know, and, you know, it is thinking about that verse until that next night, you know, or if you're so tired... Pop the headphones in, pop, you know, pop these things in, the ear pods, and listen to the word of God. Find a podcast that will feed you, whether it's here or other podcasts out there that are doing a tremendous job sharing the word of God. And um, so it is always feeding our spirit and renewing our mind in the word of God. And no matter what the world says. You have to coexist with all of the, the religions and all of it. No, I don't. I don't have to coexist. You know, my God is the only God almighty. My God exists. And what did, what did, what did Elijah do? God called them out and said, come on, religion. Come on, cults. Come on, you know, witches and warlocks and everybody else that denies Christ. Come on. We'll have a test to see which God wins, right? And they all lost. So no, I don't have to be respectful to that religion because that is a false. How many times throughout the Old Testament did the Lord call each good king that came in? Because there was many wicked kings throughout the Old Testament. But God called all those good kings to come through and destroy the Asherah, destroy the idols, destroy the, cut these statues in half, burn up the, um, the, the false gods. 
But yet we're like, oh, don't touch St. Peter or St. John. No, those guys were just men. And yet we're still praying to them. Not we, but Catholics are still praying to them. You know, and that, that's that's a false God. That's an image that is not right. So I do not have to coexist with that. I condemn it. And I was like, that is an idol. That is wrong. And um, But I love the person. And it is not hating them. It's showing you. Let me show you a God that'll hear your prayer, a God that'll wipe your tear, a God that breathes, a God whose heart beats, a God that will hug you, a God that will protect you, you know? And so um, it is, I know I got off again. Again, see how easy it is? So it is really not conforming to the patterns of this world. We are to be different. We are to be a peculiar person set apart. You know, when the world says, hey, come join us, as what is it? David said throughout Psalms that the world says that, you know, that they lie in wait for each other's blood. They set a trap. They're ready to rob each other. Don't be like that. And um, we're going to get to something that really nails that point here in a minute. All right, so point number three, the victorious life. It knows that we must draw near to him so that we become the image of him. Righteousness becomes the desire of our hearts as we draw near to him, as we um, do not conform to the patterns of this world, that we're walking by faith moment by moment. We'll draw near to the Lord. And then guess what? We're going to want to be hungry to walk in righteousness. We're going to look at sin and go, oh, no, I don't want to do that anymore. That's the flesh. I want to serve God and I want to make him smile at me today. I want to do what is right. I want to live an example that pleases the Lord, that will set an example to the, to the world out there. Okay, something's different about him or her. Let your light so shine before men that they may see God in you, that you'll be able to give a testimony for the hope that's in you. All right. Are you different? Are you cutting people off? Are you flipping the bird when you're driving around and, and cussing up a storm throughout the week, but you want to say praise the Lord on Sundays? Don't work like that. That's a that's being lukewarm. Choose you this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua did that with them. And it has to be done. You either live for the Lord and you go wholeheartedly, or you go live the life of the flesh and the world, and you conform to the patterns of the world. And we don't want to do that. Because there will come a time where you will answer for that. And I will answer for that if I chose to do that. And we can't do that because now. We're condemned. Now Satan can stand there um, at the judgment time and say, look what she did. Let me read it all off that she did all these things, you know, and you have to stand there and answer for that because you decided to walk away. Yeah. You know? So stay true to the Lord. Be the light. Be the light on the hill. Remember the old song, um, this little light of mine, 
I'm going to let it shine. You know, remember that? Be that light every single day. Be the light to the cashier, to, to the bank teller, you know, to those grumpy customer service reps or customer service people, the customers that you have to go if you work in customer service. There you go. You work in customer service and you got grumpy customers coming up. So what? You know, it, it's it's spiritual warfare. Somebody's trying to crush your spirit, turn it around, smile at them and say, now have a blessed day, you know, or if they're not saved, you know, we're not to bless the wicked. Have a great day. Hope your day is better, you know. So the victorious life knows that you have to draw near to him. The victorious life knows that the battle belongs to the Lord because the victory is ours. There's so many times where I want to take up my, my Bible and go bang everybody on the head and say, read this. This is true. This is my, my sword. This is my belt of truth. This is everything to me, you know, and you want to go, ah, you know, but we can't. It's not against flesh and blood, but it, it's against all of this forces of darkness and the witchcraft and everything, the evil in the world. It's all the demonic. It's a spiritual battle in every day, in every moment. And so we have to put on Christ, put him on us, put the robe of righteousness on and say, I will not conform to the pattern of this world, but I will be renewed by my mind, by getting in the word, right? All right, so my last point, and this is awesome. This is what I wanted to share with you. The, the example of a victorious life. You're like, well, of course we got to end it on what? What's an example of a victorious life? All right, so I want to read you a couple things. And I am in... Uh, Job right now on, on my personal reading and I thought this was so cool and so I was like I've got to share this and I really and found this just by happenstance because I'm not there yet I'm not on this chapter yet but it was like it, it was like see and this is what I mean walking by faith moment by moment is that the Lord showed me this and you're like well that's not a faith moment yes it is because of the fact that I was searching for other things to share with you. And the Lord brought this up. So it just shows you. Walk by faith in every moment. All right. And your faith will grow and you'll begin to see, wow, this, the Lord has never failed me. It's like 10 promises have been fulfilled and he's never forgotten one. He's 10 to know with me. You know, right now he's like a hundred to zero with me, you know, with things in my life. So here it is. Job um, chapter 29. Oh, I was going to, let me flip, let me change Bibles. I want to read this to you guys uh, from the New Living Translation because it just so expresses the victorious life. You're looking for that victorious life. You're looking for practical everyday Christian living here it is. It's Job. All right. So give you a little bit of background. Job is at that time where he is, um, 
he's dealing with his so-called three or four so-called friends and they're trying to say well what did you do they're trying to condemn him because you know satan and god have this thing going on with job and um so here it is um in job chapter 29 and i'm reading from the new living translation and this is amazing listen to this and it's really short so it says job continues to speak his former blessings i long for the years gone by when god took care of me when he lit up the way before me and i walked safely through the darkness when i was in my prime god's friendship was felt in my home the almighty was still with me and my children were around me my steps were awash in cream and the rocks gushed olive oil for me those were the days when i went to the city gate and i took my place among the honored leaders the young stepped aside when they saw me and even the aged rose in respect at my coming the princes stood in silence and put their hands over their mouths the highest officials of the city stood quietly holding their tongues in respect. All who heard me praised me. All who saw me spoke well of me. For I assisted the poor in their need and the orphans who required help. I helped those without hope and they blessed me. And I caused the widow's hearts to sing for joy. Everything I did, I was honest. Righteousness covered me like a robe, and I wore justice like a turban. I served as eyes for the blind and feet for the lame. I was a father to the poor and assisted strangers who needed help. I broke the jaws of godless oppressors and plucked their victims from their teeth. I thought, surely I will die surrounded by my family after a long good life. For I am like a tree whose roots reach the water, whose branches are refreshed with the dew. New honors are constantly bestowed on me, and my strength is continually renewed. Everyone listened to my advice. They were silent as they waited for me to speak. And after I spoke, they had nothing to add. For my counsel satisfied them. They longed for me to speak, as people long for rain. They drank my words like a refreshing spring rain, and when they were discouraged, I smiled at them. My look of approval was precious to them. Like a chief, I told them what to do. I lived like a king among his troops and comforted those who mourned. Wow. You know, he was telling you know, all, all of his uh, friends, um, Bill Dad and, and all of his, all of his friends. Man, before this plague hit me, I was doing this and doing this and doing, you know, helping the poor and I was helping the strangers. And, you know, he goes through all of that and you're just like, wow. 
Christians today have a hard time when we are walking down the street and we see a homeless person to kind of kind of walk over and go way walk wide around them. You know, and rightly so, I understand the crime rate in some of the states right now. I totally get that, you know, but there is the moment of figuring out how to help the people. There is a safe way to figure it out, you know, and it's helping if you see that elderly person, even in your Walmart, and they can't reach that item on the top shelf and you're tall enough to reach it. Just those little things that God sees and you reach up and you take that down and you can give it to them. I'm short. I'm only five foot, you know, and people do help me or I've got to find somebody tall enough to help me. But look how he did that. Everything I did was honest. Righteousness covered me like a robe and I wore justice like a turban. You want an example of everyday Christian living, practical living? Look at Job 29. And maybe we need to apply some of those things. And so I want to end it um, uh, with this verse as I sum it up here. And it is in um, Isaiah 25. And it's um, verse 8. And I thought this was... A really good verse just to end it on. Um, it says, He, 25 verse 8, He will swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away all tears. He will remove forever all insults and mockery against His land and people. The Lord has spoken. And, you know, in that, let me, let me even read it um, in the uh, King James Version. And uh, because it just, the differences are just amazing. Some of them are just, you're just like, wow, you know, verse eight, I think it is. Um, no, it's not. All right, same thing. I'm thinking of another verse, but that one is. He will be with us no matter what, what, no matter what we go through. You want to walk in faith. You want to walk in a victorious life. You want to know how to do everyday Christian living. Start by walking a victorious life. Look at the example of Job in chapter 29. Maybe we should start applying those things to our life. Just remember, we are going to be judged by all of the good things that we are did we can't be we're not judged by our sin because we are forgiven but it's what are you doing what are you doing for the lord are you just sitting on the couch and just waiting for him to come no he said to go out and and to tell all nations baptizing them in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit teaching them to observe all these things believer you got to get up it is time what if what if you were the one that needed to hear about the Lord and I was the one just sitting on the couch waiting for the Lord to come and I didn't tell you, you would want to know. So I encourage you today to get up, go live the victorious Christian life like Job did and follow after the Lord. Don't make Job your idol. Don't make Job. It's just an example I was sharing about, wow, look at Job. 
you know these stories old testament stories are examples of what we should or should not be doing so go out there and be a job and follow after the lord and you girls be a job at all right be a Jobat. You go, girl. <laughs> All right. So I thank you for coming on this show today. And um, I hope you got something out of it. I hope it ministered to you. I hope it gave you some concept of living a Christian life by faith. That's the whole purpose. Living it by faith, one moment at a time. Keep renewing your mind in the word. All right. He is there always. And Job, or not Job. And in closing, I love you guys. Have a blessed day. And remember, the Lord says, you are my battle axe and sword, says the Lord. With you, I will crush nations and conquer kingdoms. And that is Jeremiah 51.20. All right. Thank you. Have a blessed day. And I'll see you all next week. And don't forget, come on here Friday for our Dreams and Interpretations with Amber Johnson, part one of a possibly three-part series. All right. Thank you guys and warriors and God bless you. Well, as our time together comes to a close, remember my fellow graceful warriors that the path of faith is a journey with constant growth and transformation as well as challenges. But stay strong, stay courageous, and let your grace shine bright as ever. If you found inspiration and guidance in today's episode, be sure to subscribe to Graceful Warrior on your favorite podcast platform or even on my page here at Captivate. And share the light with others who are seeking God's path of faith and strength in their own lives. And until next time, keep your hearts open and your spirits about.